This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Throughout this entire five-day broadcast week, the topic for discussion on our More Than Conquerors radio program will be one that's not very popular, but one that needs to be confronted head-on by every Bible-believing Christian. Over the next five days, Pastor Ray will expose and provide practical solutions to the conquering of life's foremost common fears, the fear of God, the fear of death, the fear of man, and the fear of failure. Each, if not dealt with and overcome, has the ability to paralyze the believer and make him ineffective for God's use. Pastor Ray therefore encourages anyone who has missed any of these five life-changing broadcasts to contact More Than Conquerors through the Living Word website or by mail and request that day's lesson. Which of your fears needs to be conquered today? I believe that every fear in our life can be conquered if we first learn how to fear God more than we fear anything else. Is everybody with me? Most of us, we, we fear things, people, fear of failure or f- whatever it is. We fear those things more than we fear God, and that's why those fears are so big and they have such a stronghold in our life. Is everybody with me? When you fear God more than anything... Everything else comes under that fear and we realize that everything is submitted to God and we realize that as we fear God and live for God and live according to his word, that there is a protection, there is, there is help from heaven that is ours and that, that we don't have to fear anything because we know that God is in control. We know how awesome God is. See, I, I believe a lot of times people don't fear God because they don't realize how awesome God really is. We become so, you know, the name God, the name Jesus, for some becomes nothing more than a drone, which is just a noise in the background that you just get used to. You know, it's just like a dull noise that just, and and it no longer has the life. It no longer has the power. When we say the name Jesus, it ought to be power and life to us. Come on, somebody give me amen. There ought to be a respect, a fear that rumbles in the depth of our being when we use the name Jesus. See, you can tell the world doesn't fear God because they use God's name in vain without any fear whatsoever. To take the name of Jesus or to take the name of God and connect it with a damn or a curse or some other foul language and to use that so freely, that goes to prove that they do not have fear of God. They become so casual that they, they do not have the fear of God. I fear to use the name of Jesus in a, in a way that would, would, would come out as a curse or a slang. I fear to, to do those things because I fear God and I realize how awesome God is. So, so we've lost this fear of the Lord and this is something that we have to get back in our lives. And, and when we say fear of God, please understand we're not talking about terror or fright. We're talking about awesome respect, honor, God is our friend. God loves us, but he is still God. God is God today. He's God tomorrow, 
and he's God for all eternity. And let us never forget that and let us live in the fear and the awesome respect of God. I think I shared this last week. What makes me walk the straight and narrow in my life is my fear of God. To know someone who was a Christian and is no longer a Christian tells me that they lost their fear of God. They no longer fear God and they think they can live their life anyway and that they're going to get away with it and it's going to be okay. It's amazing how much we think is going to be okay with God, but I'm going to tell you what, eternity is going to reveal that there is a lot of things that are not okay with God. There are a lot of things that are not going to be all right with God. So let us not just take it for granted and say, well, God understands. God's going to allow me to get away with this. No, we've got to walk in the fear and the respect of God. And if what's going to keep us on the straight and narrow and on the right course is this fear of God. So today what I wanted to talk to you is take you to the next step. And this, is, this I also believe is a fear that needs to be conquered. And once this fear is conquered in our life, then we're going to basically, basically in our own thinking, we should know this, but basically in our own thinking, we're going to be invincible. How many of you want to be invincible? If we could conquer this next issue in our life, and we ought to because what I'm about to share with you is something that the Bible talks about and is, is the crux and the message of Christianity. And if we can conquer this fear in our life, then we could stand up against anything, anything that would come our way. And, and um, if we could conquer this little fear in our life, I believe this would be the passageway to us conquering all our fears, and, and the next fear that I want to talk to you about is very, very simple, and it's probably, I was thinking about this last night, is anybody really going to get anything out of this message, Lord? Help me, Jesus, because I've never preached anything like this, and I've never heard anybody preach anything like this. So why are, why are you always giving me the difficult assignments to preach things that nobody else is preaching? I want to preach whatever, no, I don't want to preach what everybody else is preaching. I take that back. But one of the fears that we have to conquer in our life, you ready? I'm going to make you sit on it for a minute. <laughs> one of the fears, and this is a major fear, one of the fears that we have to conquer in our life is the fear of death. Amen. The fear of death. Now, no, I don't want to shock anybody in this room, but let me share something with you. Every single one of us are going to walk through the doorway or the door of death. Oh, I can see how many people are gone. Oh, man, I thought I was going to talk about something good. I'm telling you what, I really believe this. If we could conquer the fear of death in our life, then sickness would not scare us. Accidents would not frighten us. Even though we walk in the power, even though we walk in the knowledge that angels are guarding us, even though we walk with the knowledge of the rights and the privileges of the word, many of us still walk with this fear of death. Why are we afraid of an accident? Because we're afraid to die. Why are we afraid to get on a plane? Because the plane may crash and we may die. See, you, you shouldn't be afraid to get on a plane because, listen, I believe, you believe, and we ought to continue to believe. We're getting on a plane, a plane's taking us from point A to point B because angels are carrying that thing across. But even in the event that this plane goes down, I want to tell you something, this is what I believe, even before that plane hit the ground, angels would take me and carry me away, and there is nothing to fear even if the plane crashes. You never heard anybody preach this, did you? But I believe that this is what's holding a lot of people in bondage is, is the fear of death, is the fear to die. As a Christian, we should not even, as a matter of fact, we ought to be looking forward to death. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, that's not a prosperity message. <laughs> now, now listen, listen, I don't believe you ought to be taken out with sickness and disease. I believe with every fire of my being, we, we can live this life. We can live it healthy. We can live it strong. We can go, I'm believing for 125 years. Because that's what God's word says. The length of a man's days would be, he said, after the flood of Noah, he said the length of a man's days would be 125. In another place, we see that it's about 80. So somewhere between 80 and 125 you, could be the length of your days. I'm not satisfied. I want to go for 125. But, but, here's a big but. But even in the course of my years to come, I should check out of this life for some reason I have nothing to fear because even, even though the body dies, the spirit goes on forever in eternity with Jesus. Come on. If we didn't fear death, we would walk fearlessly in this life. Because what can, what can happen to us? What is the worst thing? Now, some of you, some of you, some of you, 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 you can't, you're not getting my, my drift here. You're not following me. You can't think like, like I'm thinking right now. If we look at a situation and say, what is the worst thing that can happen? I could die. So what? That means I shed this rotten body that's given me nothing but trouble. I'm constantly slapping it and smacking it and trying to keep it in line. I have to work an well, now, now that I'm over 50, it seems like I've got to spend at least a half hour to try to make myself look good, this body. <laughs> Stuff is popping out all over the place. Well, it's the truth. So, so what is the worst that could happen? If, if, I were to die, if I were to die, I would go on living with Jesus and shed this, this body that has been nothing but a problem to me all this life. Come on, is everybody with me? I try to preach this way at every funeral, and you'd be surprised how people look at me, and I'm like, yeah, it's the truth. Even if I die, what, what matter does it make? What's the difference? Because I'm going on to be with Jesus. Now, now that, that's not a compromise. If you get sick, don't give in to it. Fight it with everything you have. But this ought to be your confession. If I live, I live for Christ. Just like Paul said, if I die, it's gain. Man, that takes away the anxiety, the fear, the frustration, the worry. Who cares? If we live, we live for Christ. If we die, it's gain. We're with Christ forever in eternity. Come on, give me a better amen than that. Now, now I was thinking about this, and let me see, see, let me see if this works, and you tell me if this means something to you. We ought to live every day like we're going to live forever. Well, we are, but I'm saying in this life. We are. We are going to live for it, but I'm talking about in this life. We ought, let me put it this Let me say it this way. We ought to act every day as though we're going to live this life forever. But we ought to live every day as if we were going to die tonight. Did you, did you hear what I said? I think that we have to act like and talk like we're going to live this life to where, you know, like there's no end to it. But we ought to live this life as if this was our last day on earth. Because I wonder how many of us are really ready to meet the Savior. I think I told you, we are one breath, one heartbeat away from stepping over this line of the natural into the, into the supernatural. 
into the spirit realm. We're one heartbeat away. So every day of our lives, we ought to talk and act like we're living forever, but we ought to live our lives as though this was our last moment, last moments on earth. And live with the knowledge that I could die at any moment. I could pass on at any moment. Do you realize that? You realize how fragile humans are? We think we're, I mean, we think we're, you know, we think that we are so tough, but do you realize how fragile humans are? And at any moment of time, we could just, that's it, just boom, just pass, pass on. So we have to live every day with this knowledge because death is imminent. No one's, unless the rapture comes. And boy, that would be a glorious moment. And I, 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 I mean, I, I pray that we would all get raptured together while we're in church worshiping God. Wouldn't that be an awesome, awesome thing? But, but the possibility still remains that every one of us are going to walk through the door of death. But death should not be a scary thing for a Christian. As a matter of fact, when we do funerals, we don't even call them funerals. We call them homegoing or homecoming, homegoing celebrate. The person went home to be with the Lord. Can we look at a couple of verses now? Let's go to John chapter 11. And um, this is a very familiar verse, but I want to encourage you in this. And I believe, by again, I'm going to say it, by conquering this fear, we're going to conquer a lot of fears in our life. So what if I drive on the highway? What's the worst that can happen to me? I'm not afraid to drive on a highway. What's the worst that can happen to me? A truck can run me over and I'll go to heaven and be with Jesus forever. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you can conquer the fear of death, you can conquer every other stupid fear that wants to get on you. Because you realize that you can't save yourself anyway. You have no power to save yourself. Only God. And you see, the, 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 more, the more we have this, this freedom from the fear of dying... The more empowered, listen, the more we have freedom from the fear of dying, the more we are empowered to live this life in freedom and liberty and joy because we live knowing eventually we're going to die, but it doesn't mean that it's the end of anything. It's just the beginning of something new. Ooh. So now, now listen, I want to say this because I, can, I, I thought about this um, or actually, I'm thinking about it right now. Some of you are probably saying, is, the, is, the, is God giving Pastor Ray this message because I'm going to die and he's just preparing me or somebody I love is going to die? Don't get weird on me. I rebuke that thought. That thought came from the devil. We ought to walk every day of our lives with the realization and the knowledge that we're not staying here forever and we should not be afraid to face the fact that one day we're going to die. John chapter 11, and this is what Jesus said in verse 25. I love it. He says, I am. Everybody say, he is. I am the resurrection and the life. What is he? The resurrection and the life. He who believes in me. He who what? How many believers do I have in Jesus Christ here? How many believe Jesus Christ is God? Always will be God. Was God in the beginning? He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first and the last. How many people believe that? How many in this room believe that he died on the cross for you? How many of you are covered by the blood of Jesus? How many of you are calling him Lord over your life? How many of you know that he has you in the palm of his hand? How many of you know that he has every hair on your head counted? How many of you know that he knows every little minor detail of your life? Well, then you are saved. Say, I'm saved. 
So Jesus is talking to you and to me then. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me. How many, let me say it again. How many believers in Jesus? Let me see your hand. He's addressing you. You are a believer in Jesus. If you're not a believer in Jesus, then you have something to fear. You need to fear death. But for the Christian, we do not fear death. We embrace it because we know that that's going to be our entranceway to our eternal rewards in eternal glory with Jesus forever and ever. The only people that ought to be fearing death are the ones who are fearless out there. They seem to just be walking around without any fear of God, without any fear of anything, and they're living their lives recklessly without any understanding or knowledge of how serious it is, and at any moment they could be snuffed out, they could die, and their eternal destiny would be hell. But for the believers, say, I'm a believer. Jesus said, he who believes in me, though he may die, speaking about physical death, though he may die, he shall live. He shall live. Even though this body ceases to exist, the real you, the spirit man in you, goes on to be with the Lord in eternal life where there is no more sighing, where there is no more crying, where you will never face death again, where there is no pain, where there is no suffering, where there is no darkness, where, where God and his eternal glory illuminate heaven from one end to the other. Day and There is no day and night. There is just nothing but glorious warmth and light and peace and joy in this realm called heaven. Give God the glory. The problem with, with most, most, most humans is we place so much emphasis on this life. We hold this life. And some of us are worshiping this life that we have or, or this somebody else, you know, a, a relative or, or a person. We, we worship people and we worship life and life is not to be worshiped. It's to be enjoyed, but it's to be enjoyed with the knowledge that every one of us are going to step through the door of death. And this life, the way we know it on this side of eternity is going to be finished and over and a new life begins for those who know Jesus. For those who know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, then you, you, you need to fear death. But if you do know Jesus, you have no worry or no fear about death because the minute life stops on this side of eternity, life begins brand new, one step beyond this life. So we have no fear. And I believe that this is what makes us fearless in this life. Like, look at, look at the things that Paul did. Just hold your finger there. Let, let me get you to this verse. Look, look at the things Paul did. Go over to Philippians. Keep your finger in there because I want to finish that verse. But go over to Philippians. And in, in the first chapter of Philippians, I love these verses. And we'll start at verse 19. Just keep your finger in John there, because I, like I said, I want to finish it up. But uh, first chapter of Philippians, verse 19. See, folks, we don't hear this kind of preaching in our churches anymore. When was the last time you heard a message on death? Unless you went to a funeral. Why do we wait for funerals to preach this stuff? Man, I feel it like it's my job as a pastor to prepare every single one of you for the experience called death. I believe as a pastor, it's my responsibility to prepare you so that it doesn't catch you by surprise, so that you live your life right, you live your life close to Jesus, because if today is your day, 
I don't want you stepping over to the other side incomplete, unfinished. I want you to live every day with the realization and the, and, and the, the, the knowledge that life is fragile and this thing could be over today. Like I said, speak and act like you're going to live forever. But live like today is your last day on this earth. Live clean and live right and live holy with the fear of God in your life so that when your time is ended and your time is up, you could step over to the other side and you're, you're gonna, there's, there's going to be no loss of reward for you. You're going to get your full reward. Is everybody with me? So, so Paul says it this way. Verse 19, he says, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. Listen, listen to the confession he has. He's talking about all the trials and all the things that he's been through because of the sake, uh, because of Jesus and because of his preaching. He said, uh, verse 20, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I will be ashamed, but with all boldness, as always, so now also, Christ will be magnified in my body. Now, even though he's believing for full deliverance, and even though he's believing for full protection, and even though he's making and boasting big things by his faith, he says, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. In other words, whether I live or I die, Jesus is going to be glorified and magnified through me. And he goes to, on to verse 21, and I love this, and he says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Amen. I love it. He says, for me to live, I'm going to live for Christ and I'm going to do for Christ and I'm going to live right and I'm going to live righteously. I'm going to do for Christ. For me to live is Christ. My whole life is about Christ. How many people in this room can say that? My whole life is just about Jesus. For me, it's just Jesus. Jesus is first. Not my business, not my work, not my family, not my toys, not my money. For me, number one thing is Jesus. It's Jesus in the morning. It's Jesus in the noontime. It's Jesus in the evening. It's Jesus when the sun goes down. It's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. My life is all about Jesus. My life is all about how can I please the master? What can I do to serve Jesus? What can I do to help somebody find out about Jesus? Are you with me? Are you listening to me? So many of us are not living for Christ. We're living for ourselves. We're living for our own satisfaction. We're living for our own wants and desires, and we're no longer living for Christ. Paul said, for me to live is Christ. Life needs to be about Christ. Life needs to be about Jesus first. Not getting too many amens on that. So Paul says, for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. To die is gain. So, so death, according to what... Paul is saying here, death is something to be gained. Through death, we gain something. Go back to John's gospel. Jesus said in verse 25, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Now listen to verse 26. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.